Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong, where each episode one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy, and today I've chosen the movie, and it is Hellroller. Well, this is going to be uh, a very vocal fry episode, I guess, because <laughs> we're both we're both suffering from horrible hay fever. The pollen count is off the roof off in the Japan. Charts. It's, uh, it's it's we're we're in level red. Is that is that a thing? It is. It's it's, it's the highest level at the moment. Fuck. Yeah. So we everyone's walking around, scratchy throats, itchy eyes, fucking mm. blotchy. Yeah. We're all blotchy. <laughs> My- <laughs> Like, my whole body is itchy right, right. now. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Like, it, this is nuts. You know, before I lived in Japan, I never got hay fever. Mm. And I started getting it maybe last year or the year before in kind of small yeah. amounts. And when I first got it, I remember being like, what the fuck is this? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was coronavirus, but I got a test and right. it wasn't. <laughs> and then like I... Coronavirus, I hate fever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's like similar kind of symptoms, right? So... I do feel like I was shit. getting intense headaches and a scratchy right. throat, and uh, I was describing the symptoms to my coworker, and she's like, "You got that's hay fever. You got hay fever." <laughs> Didn't know it was something that you could develop over time. This is the first time I've ever had it. Oh, it's, it's nuts. I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm feeling a little bit like Eugene from Hellroller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just me hating too. everyone. Yeah. yeah me I've got too. a bad attitude. <laughs> I got a bad attitude. <laughs> I'm not feeling peachy. I'll tell you that. You should do a, a sequel to Sound of Summer, where it's set in spring, but it's hay hay fever, and there's a hay fever guy, like villain. If I get so, sneezing on, yeah. turns into a spore. <laughs> so fucking hell! Right, hell roller. Here we go. This is from 1992. Now. Before we get into any of all the lovely little tidbits I've gathered T- along did my you say ju- tidbits, <laughs> tidbits, bits of tits, <laughs> <laughs> we got the greatest uh, tagline for a movie ever, and oh, what's it is the tagline. I didn't see it. He's got a wheelchair and an attitude. <laughs> He's turning the streets of LA into a morgue, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Absolutely loved it. Loved it. So this here is a um, a co directed effort. Mm. Between uh, Gary J. Levinson and Stuart Wall. Um, although that does change at some point. What do you mean? I'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> but this was created uh, um, by the two of those people. So Gary J. Levinson, he's the kind of the main director in this. And he has just one other directing credit, which is a short film called Beast from right. 2005. Which also has an absolutely banging tagline, mm. which is... There's a satanic flesh-eating killer on a rampage. The only one who may be able to stop him is a one-armed lady cop with a big gun and a bigger grudge. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's, doesn't that sound amazing? Lady cop <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> a, one a one-armed lady cop. What the fuck? Doesn't that just sound amazing? It's great. Called Beast. And that's from 2005. Oh, okay. So okay. he made this in 92. And didn't direct anything else until 2005. Wow. Took him a long time to come up with that short film. (laughs) However, he does have a few producer credits. Mm. And His name was familiar to me, but Mm -hmm. is there anything I would know that Mm -hmm. he produced? Okay. So he uh, he produced Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, 
Okay, okay. And um, cannibal hookers. He likes hookers. Okay. It's really funny because every single person involved in this production has some sort of like connection with another film. Mm. Like there's like same directors, same stars, same producers. Everyone is kind of it's like this weird little mesh where everyone is mm. connected in some way. And the and Cannibal Hookers comes up a lot. There's a there's even a connection in this film to a film we've previously talked about. I went, I was wondering if you've picked picked that up or not. If not, well, we can we can get to it when we get to it. <laughs> I kind of went into a frenzy of researching things. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you, you'll remind me, I'm sure. <laughs> the um, the other guy involved in this, Stuart Wall, on the other hand, has no other directing credits. Um, and apparently before Hellroller, he made a living by selling VHS tapes. Okay. Like... Just blank tapes? Like, no, apparently he was... Th- I don't know. I'm not sure exactly where or how, but he was. He mentioned selling things like Faces of Death and Mark of the Devil mm-hmm. and... Right. I don't okay. know by what means. Um, now, the two directors met through a mutual friend... And director Donald Farmer. Ah, okay. Mm. Now you know Donald Farmer. Oh, oh of course. Yeah. yeah, I actually know. So my old website, mm. Mondo Exploito, mm. one of the regular writers on that, uh, Caroline, she has worked with Donald Farmer multiple times. They've actually co-directed stuff what? together. Yeah, That's yeah, mad. Yeah. Um, he did. Donald Farmer did Cannibal Hookers, right? That's him, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And what, what's it? Oh, I've forgotten. His most well-known film is so great. I forgot. So, Devil Queen? Demon Queen. Demon Queen. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> that film is great. Have you seen that? It's I, I know Massacre great. put it, re- they re-released it, didn't they? It's legitimately I don't think I've seen fantastic. that, actually. It's such a good shot-on video film. Definitely see that if you've, if you've not. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So yeah, he did um, Demon Queen, um, Savage Vengeance, mm. the uh, the unofficial sequel to I Spin in Your Grave. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the actress, yeah, right? In she, a reprising yeah, role, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who refuses to talk about that anymore. Uh, and more more recently, Catanado. Catanado? Yeah. Okay. He made a film called Catanado. Did he... I, I'm sorry, you, I don't know if you've looked up all this stuff, but I feel like he recently did Shark Exorcist as well. I think he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was like the last thing I remember seeing by him when I, when I looked him up. That has a rating on Letterboxd of one. <laughs> and that's... it has been rated by 3.5 thousand people wow, and it has a solid one <laughs> 1700 people have rated it half a star <laughs> how Jesus. fucking mad is that yeah i feel like the other thing he did recently that i've not seen but i really want to see is a remake he did of mm. his own film cannibal hookers right which he co-directed uh with Caroline, who used to yeah, yeah, yeah. write for the the website. What was the name of that remake? Uh, the remake, I think, is just called Cannibal Hookers. Right. But I think they also co-directed another one called Hooker with a Hacksaw, but... I, I think that uh, name gets brought up quite a lot, actually. I could be wrong. Maybe she just helped on that. Does, mm. that, does that ring a bell, Hooker with a Hacksaw? You know, there's so many films by this guy with the word hooker in it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Hooker with Hacksaw, yeah. She, oh, sorry, she didn't co-direct that, but I think she worked on that as mm. well. But yeah, he, he is, Donald Farmer is a very familiar name. He's like a real legend of shot-on-video horror. Mm. So the two came together by Donald Farmer, and Gary, the primary director, he wanted to call the film Scumbag. And then Stuart came up with the idea Hellroller. 
and also the premise of the film, and it was the world's first serial killer in a wheelchair who gets even with all the beautiful people in a society for not giving him the time of day for being a cripple. <laughs> <laughs> this is an extremely uh, un-PC episode, by yeah, the way. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff that comes up is, um, is pretty wrong. Oh, definitely, yes. <laughs> so... Um, but Garrick took over writing the script, and that is how it came to be the film that was made. So Hell Roller 92, directed by Gary J. Levinson and Stuart Hill. Now, for a film this ridiculous about a serial killer in a wheelchair wanting to get revenge on people for being beautiful, it has a extremely impressive cast. Yeah, that like it's insane who is in this. I gotta say, this is the only time i know that when we watch something mm. uh if you've recommended the film i don't read anything up about it mm-hmm. this is a time where i'm like i have to fucking double check <laughs> yeah. who someone is yeah. because I, i'm sure we'll get into it in more mm. detail later but there is an actress in this that when i saw her i'm like what the <laughs> fuck is she doing in this fucking movie yeah and then but then she's credited under a different name yeah so I, I was just like, no, no, but it's her. It's definitely her. And and I just had to confirm it for myself. Oh, yeah. And look up that actress afterwards. But I'm sure we'll end up talking oh, yeah. about her. So <laughs> we're going to go through the various people that pop up yeah. and their other, you know, productions, what they're known for as they come and go. Yeah. Um, but it is quite an insane cast. But before we get into the story, I don't know if you saw the... Um, the DVD artwork or the VHS artwork when this was released, but the, uh, the the VHS box claim to fame, if you will, I don't think this ever got famous, but is the special effects are by the creator of Evil Dead Two and Luther the Geek. Wait, what do you what do you mean? That's what it says. The back of the VHS box the, says by the creator? creator. Yeah, the like the effects creator or it just says special effects by the creator of evil dead 2 and what? luther the geek so who, who the fuck is that so so obviously not the creator not, not <laughs> sam raimi no <laughs> but upon doing some digging i found a name mike tristano and he has a website called movie gun guy hmm. and his whole thing is he sells and rents gun props to movie productions Right. So, so he's like the weapons guy. So if you go onto his IMDb, there's just hundreds of different credits with same Sam Raimi and various yeah, yeah, yeah. people. And it's just like, like gun handler, gun handler, gun handler, special <laughs> effects guy. Like, but apparently he's the creator of Evil Dead 2 and Luther the Geek. That kind of reminds me of in, in Australia, there's like one guy mm. who's the gun guy for movies. Mm. <laughs> so... I've totally forgotten his name, but he worked on my, like, student film production. Mm. And, like, literally, anytime you any person that needs a gun, no matter what the size of the film, yeah. you get in touch with this particular armorer. Because awesome. it seems to be just the one in Australia. Seriously? And he came along and he brought a big fucking shotgun. Ah. And he's like, uh, yeah, he's got his squibs and everything. Mm. But if you look at his credits, he's got hundreds of credits. He's worked on, like, the fucking Matrix and stuff Whoa, that was shot in Australia. God. So, basically... <laughs> He's worked on everything from my piece of shit student mm. film to the fucking Matrix. Oh, no way. That's so I guess, I guess it's like such an obscure job. Like I guess you, so. You can have a guy like this guy that you've mentioned, Tristano, who's worked on Evil Dead 2 and Hellroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's, um, yeah, he, I was looking at his page and he's got so many ridiculous credits. But he was saying mm. like, you know, 
he worked under his mentor, Robert Corman or something. <laughs> right. Roger Corman. <laughs> yeah, Roger Corman. <laughs> so it's Robert fucking hell. Anyway, so he is a self-proclaimed, nearly legendary figure in the world of B-movies. Nearly legendary. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, on his website, it says, like, he has his about him, and it's like, a nearly legendary figure in the world of B-movies and motion pictures, all that <laughs> stuff. If you go onto his IMDb, it says the same thing, but before that, it says something like, although he doesn't like to admit it, he is a nearly legendary. <laughs> so, but yeah, clearly it's on he's his fucking website. <laughs> so looking through his IMDb, although he does have the credits of Evil Dead 2 and Luther the Geek on his page, he was uncredited. But here he is the uh, the sales point of right. Hell Roller. He is the creator. The creator. Of Evil Dead 2. Mm. Step aside, Raby. <laughs> Wasn't you, mate. You're not the fucking creator. It's bloody Mike Tristano. <laughs> Mike Tristano's Army of Darkness. <laughs> It's the new Blu-ray edition. Oh, God. More squibs. <laughs> the Mike Tristano cut. So, let's get into the story. So, this is one of the greatest openings oh. ever. Ever. Is it? Ever. Do you mean the title sequence? Oh, no. Because I mean, the title you, you sequence. The titles. I mean, they are hideous. Mm. Hideous titles with this hideous writing that comes up. And a little animated figure in a wheelchair. <laughs> screen wiping each <laughs> title but but it was like not quite clear i'm like is that meant to be it has to be someone mm. in a wheelchair I, I guess but it looks so shit that i had to pause it to try and work out what it was <laughs> but there, there was a name in the titles that made me quite excited mm. i don't know if you want to talk about it now but uh yeah when michelle bowers mm. name, i don't know how to pronounce the name michelle michelle bauer, bauer yeah we have talked about her before have we? In what production was She that? is in Night Dreams. Do you remember when, when we were talking about Night Dreams way oh back? Oh my god. Whatever episode that yeah, was. Yeah. Maybe like 10 episodes ago or something. Mm. Do you remember I was saying when we were watching, there's a hell scene in mm. Night Dreams yeah, yeah. and there was a woman chained up. Oh yeah. And when is that I the one who's like, rim like, ass? Is that's that right, her? Yeah. <laughs> and when I watched that, I'm like, that's, I know who she is. She's right. like a very well-known B-movie mm. actress. So yeah, that... Is Michelle Bauer. So when I saw her, I'm like, holy shit, we've got a connection with Night Dreams. Yeah, like, who would have uh, thought uh. that? So yeah, th that was one name that really took me by surprise mm, in the mm. opening titles. She is really slumming it in this fucking movie. Fucking hell. And, but there is a fantastic reason as to why she is in here as oh, well. Oh, that's great. I'm looking forward to yeah. hearing that. <laughs> so we've just had those awful titles. Beautiful stuff. Um, <laughs> we cut to the opening scene of a woman pushing a man in a wheelchair except it's not even a wheelchair yeah what the fuck it's, it's like, like a weird... fucking wiccan yeah, like chair wicker, yeah. wicker wheelchair kind yeah. of thing and, and he's wheeling a trolley <laughs> he's as well a trolley. <laughs> and um and he do you hear what he's like shouting out he's like yelling handicap like, watch handicap. out handicap here watch out handicap handicap watch out handicap so he's pushing himself on this weird like handmade wheelchair made out of a wicker chair and he's being pushed by a lady who is billed as Penny Arcade. Yeah, so not straight away but a little bit after the mm. scene when I was looking at her I'm like, wait, no. 
No. Do you want to get into it? Because I just think, though, like, before we really dive into who she is, mm. we really have to establish how fucking shit this movie is. Like, this is bottom of the fucking barrel. Like, this is beyond, like, shot on video garbage. Like, mm. this is this is shit. This oh, is yeah. garbage. Like, yeah. this is so cheap and awful and... It genuinely feels like someone's mentally unwell uncle, like, was given a fucking camera and got all... Like, people break the fourth wall constantly, like, looking oh, at the yeah. camera. Uh, it's just... There's something deeply, deeply, deeply wrong and cheap about this film. Mm. So, when I noticed who she was, <laughs> it absolutely blew my fucking mind. Because yeah. I didn't see her name in the titles, because as she's you said... She's not in it, yeah. She- she's credited as Penny Arcade. But... She is so the mother of or the aunt of the this wheelchair character mm. is played by Mary Waranov, mm-hmm. who is an absolute legend. Probably, I guess, most fa- famous for being in Eating Raoul mm. by Paul Bartel, and you know, I love her. Like, she's such a fantastic, no, like, she's cult brilliant. kind oh. of actress. And like, what is she doing in this? And also what made it extra confusing is, uh, so I I just had to check that Mm. it was definitely her afterwards. Because I'm like, is it just a lookalike, even Mm. though it sounds exactly like her? But um, when I looked looked up the film afterwards, I was kind of confused because there's also a performance artist Mm. in New York called Penny Arcade, who's about the same age. And mm. some reviews are like, oh, it's performance artist Penny Arcade. But it's not. No. It is It is her. It is Mary Waranov. 100%. With, you know, using a pseudonym because she's obviously very upset about being in this film, <laughs> I would imagine. I wish I had the answer uh, as to why. I was really hoping you knew why. why. <laughs> I searched and I tried. I just looked and I searched. But she she's so prolific. She has so many fantastic cult titles to her name you know she works with Andy Warhol Roger Corman she's done everything yeah unfortunately if you search Mary Warrenoff and Hellroller nothing comes up oh, why, how did she end up in this know. it's crazy I don't know it is so nuts mm. all the other like the scream queen actresses there is a reason why they're in there and right. I can tell you that and I'll get that into that at the end of the podcast right but yeah bonkers bonkers that she is in this, as you said, piece of shit trash <laughs> movie. Like I said, this is bottom of the barrel. It's it's beyond the bottom of the barrel. Mm. It's it's just it is. Yeah, it's, I really can't stress how like dog shit <laughs> this film is. Like I watch a lot of shot on video trash, and this is one of the most inept things I've ever seen. Like scenes that she's in, mm. there are jump cuts within the scene because they obviously didn't, they only got it in one day yeah, yeah, yeah. and then had to edit it around. Like that, like that, it's just, it's terrible. Mm. And she's in this. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> what about the guy playing Eugene, the wheelchair guy? Do you know much about him? Yeah. So the guy playing Eugene, Ron Littman is the actor. He's got one other title to his name, which mm. is Maximum Breakout by mm. Tracy Lynch Britton. Uh, just seems like a ridiculous action revenge film. Right. But yeah, he's... You know, uh, for a film, this shit, I actually really liked his performance. He's, I thought he's, he was awesome. He does give it his all. And there are actually a couple of performances in this I did quite enjoy. Mm. I mean, yeah, his is, is one of them. Yeah. So you got Mary Warrenoff mm. or Penny Arcade. Mm-hmm. Pushing uh, our hell roller, Eugene, played by Ron Lippmann, 
as he's pushing a shopping cart and they're kind of going like dumpster diving, looking for food. And on the streets of LA, they're surrounded by bums, yeah. which is a word that comes up a lot. Sorry. I mean, I should say they're homeless or what's the, there's, there's a new PC word for it. It's like house deprived or something. Something ridiculous. Yeah, I, I swear I, there's a new yeah, word there is, for there it. Is. I can't remember though. But the words bum comes up in this so often. Mm. So there's lots of homeless people um, and they're kind of pushing their trolleys and wheelchairs through these like slums of LA looking for food. He's kind of shouting out, watch out, handicap here, handicap coming through. And they kind of catch the eyes of two other Casted as bums, mm-hmm. who start to menacingly, menacingly follow them. I I wrote them down as bald and beard. Okay, well, <laughs> bald and beard are also actually well, not 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 necessarily bald, but beard is a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I his name seemed familiar. It's like Johnny something. Is it Johnny Legend? Yeah, Johnny Legend. Mm. Could you remind me who he is? I I'll did get into him. I will get into him. So, um, but before that, we have the opening conversation between. Eugene and who we think is Eugene's mum played by Warrenoff. So he's like, sometimes I wonder if you're my real mum. And she said, of course I am. Why would I be hanging out with something like you? (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if you're my real mother. Of course I am. Why would I be hanging around something like you? What do you mean something like you? What's that supposed to mean? He's he's kind of this guy who's really bitter at the world Mm. for being in a being in a wheelchair he's and a having very, people like spoken down to him and yeah he's extremely angry and also kind of like he he says a lot about his mental state as well he's he's like i i had i have nightmares even when i'm not asleep <laughs> yeah. which i thought was a fun line <laughs> and, and this fucking mom says oh you know i should have aborted you and just bought a cat <laughs> like just says all this like everyone just says all these horrible things yeah. to him so no wonder he's a fucking mess but apparently his mum knows something but she's not telling him mm. and she's like no just drop it just drop it but he keeps pressuring her and then just out of nowhere just like so sudden she's like alright I'm not your mother your mother was gang raped in an alley when they couldn't get her to do what they wanted they took it out on you which is his whole backstory yeah yeah, yeah I guess he was beaten and became a cripple mm. from these guys who gang raped his mum. And so he's kind of like, he doesn't really remember it, but he has like these kind of lingering mm. memories where he knows something happened, you know, something is wrong. His mum is not his aunt. But then we get the flashback. Yeah. The flashback and is so haphazard. It's like some weird fucking funky jazz playing. Mm. A real turn of um, mood. Yeah. And his mum is walking through a car park. She is one of many scream queens in mm. this production. So this she is played by Ruth Collins. Um, Ruth Collins is in Doom Asylum, Psychos in Love, among others, and she gets sneaked up from from behind. Not just by your average rapist. No, no, no. So, so, so it's a Siamese twin type deal. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like. They got two people <laughs> stuffed into one set of clothes <laughs> with two of their heads poking out. Like, it's the most ridiculous, comical shit you've ever seen. It's like trying to pass off, you know, you got that sketch, like the, the long coat guy, two yeah, kids yeah, on yeah, the shoulder yeah. trying to sneak into movie theater. It's that, it's that. It's so ridiculous. But it's actually played by two Siamese twins. Really? Yeah. Well, Wait. I can only assume because they have the same last name. 
but they're probably or maybe, not. Or maybe they're, they're fucking brothers. They're probably just brothers. <laughs> I doubt they're Siamese. They're probably Siamese. No, they're probably brothers or twins. <laughs> I love that was your assumption. Well, they're brothers. They must be actual Siamese. <laughs> I mean, that was a real be. thing. It's not that I didn't see like their middle arms poking out from yeah. under their shirt all the time. But... You can you can see their arms wrapped around each other as yeah. well. <laughs> it's very funny. So they um, they approach um, the the mum and they go to attack her and they see her body and do you remember what they said? It's the most ridiculous. Oh, I, just, I can't remember. It's so fucking cheap and just shit. Everything is shit in this film. Mm. And they're like, wow, they say in unison, wow, what a set of bazooms. Wow, what a set of bazooms. Like, it's just ridiculously comical. Yeah. And uh, and she's like, hey, for a hundred bucks, you can just do more than look. Mm. And they said, no, we don't pay for it. We're just going to take it. And then they, they, it's like, fuck her, her, her. And they, and it kind of fades back to reality. But you missed that she's got the baby in her arm. <laughs> And she drops her baby. <laughs> Which, to be fair... You know what? I didn't even notice oh, the baby. Mate, I didn't notice it either. But then I, when I finished the movie, I'm like, wait, so how did that event cripple him? And then I re-watched it. And when you watch it, it's so shit, shitfully done. But she's walking with a baby. I didn't even notice And then that. when they approach her, she goes, Ugh, and drops the baby. <laughs> Yeah, so the first time I watched it, I also didn't see it. And I'm like, wait, was she supposed to be pregnant? And that's That's when... what I thought. Yeah, but no, she's actually carrying oh the baby. Oh, my God. But no, I, I totally understand why you missed it, because I did too. And I, I went back and just rewatched it. Oh, my God. I'm Isn't glad I'm glad you told me, because, yeah, I, I would never have guessed that. And I didn't <laughs> want to watch this a third time. <laughs> so they overpower her. We don't see the rape, but it cuts back to reality. And uh, the now we know is the auntie. She's like, they cut her throat from ear to ear and left you as a cripple. And then you get one of many Eugene's kind of like insane rage filled speeches. And he's like, ah, I get so pissed off, so filled with hate. I just want to kill someone. I just get so pissed off and I just get so filled with hate. See, I start to, I start to twitch and I, I feel like I want to. I'm gonna kill somebody, anybody, somebody who can walk, somebody who's beautiful, somebody who's got a lot of money, I just, I just wanna kill them. I don't know how much longer I can take it. I'm gonna start to fight back. And they fight back and end up dead. But I'm a man, and if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die a man. And then he just starts fucking twitching and convulsing. <laughs> this is this theme that then starts. So when he thinks of people with the ability to walk. And the people who look good, who are people who like have a life better than him, he just gets so angry and just starts twitching in his wheelchair. Mm. And it's actually quite amazing. Yeah, he he do, he does a good job in this role. Mm. So we um we cut back to the two bums from before. Bald and beard. Bald and beard. So bald, played by Eric Caden, he was in Cannibal Hookers. Okay. Another mm. one. This is gonna come up so many times, Cannibal yeah. Hookers. Um the other guy, Johnny Legend. He was in Man on the Moon. Yeah, he, uh, he, Bride of Reanimator and stuff. So his name is really familiar. Mm, yeah, he comes he, up quite. Is a he lot. a musician or something? I I feel like there's something. I don't know. I don't know. His name is super super familiar to me. Well, write in and tell us. <laughs> but this this scene of these two guys is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So they're like talking about what they're gonna do to Eugene's mm. aunt, basically. 
and it's kind of like an Abbott and Costello yeah. who's on first kind of routine. <laughs> but they're like, all right, we're going to rob, rape, and kill, just like always. It's like, wait, what do we do first? We we rape first or we kill first? And it just goes back and forth yeah. with, like, the bold one just being like, wait, could you write it down for me? Yeah. And it, it goes for ages. And at this point, I was like, fuck this movie. <laughs> That's... That scene is so painful to get yeah, through because they're both torture. like facing the camera and like oh. talking to each other. It's like some weird stand-up sketch. And he's like, "Stupid, you can read and they can write. What good is writing it down gonna be?" Like, it's, <laughs> it's so fucking painful to get through. Yeah, I I totally totally get your hatred for this. At the same time, it was also like, I can't believe someone filmed this. <laughs> And it kind of made me happy that someone did. <laughs> so now the aunt is um, on a rooftop, mm. a rooftop that appears relentlessly. Mm. Through. I, th- I feel like they filmed the entire film on the same rooftop. There's a lot of rooftop. Yeah. A lot of rooftop. And she gets approached by the bums and she's like, what do you gentlemen want? And he's like, we want to rob, rape, and kill you. And then she's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. She gets rid of fuck you. And like she runs away. We, we want to uh, uh, rob... Rape and kill. Fuck you. Fuck you. They chase her down and and Harry. <laughs> did you did you get what he said? No, what did he say? He's 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 kind of great. I love his performance mm. in this. He this gets Johnny, really this yeah. Is Johnny Legend. He gets mm. really because he's got a really kind of like nasally voice in right. this. Yeah, yeah. And he comes up to the camera real close and he goes, "Ooh, it's dying time and then some." <laughs> and then like we kind of get this weird fucking red flash on the screen. Mm. There's loads of shitty filters all the way through this. So film. many shitty filters. Yeah. Oh so we God. never really see much blood or killing no. for a film that is about a killing rampage. And especially a film that is from the creator of Evil Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, you would expect some fucking special effects or some shit, but no, it's it's all mm. filters. I like got colour filters. I also that scene, that last scene that we have Warren of and mm. she is so good in that scene. I fucking love her. She's so funny. Fuck you, fuck you, get away, get away, get away from me, get away like when she's like running away it's like so over the top and comical yeah it was it was a delight to see her in this film even though she only has about five minutes of screen time yeah unfortunately the film just goes down further further down real downhill from here it's like (laughs) she's like she is the prime this is the best thing about this film yeah yeah Uh, unfortunately she's she goes pretty early on well yeah it goes uh straight into some utter fucking madness after this so we've just seen or not seen Warrenov get killed. <laughs> uh, and then we just cut to a sort of street evangelist mm. kind of guy rambling about chocolates yeah. and Jesus. Yeah. And <laughs> he says, Jesus is like an Oreo cookie. Yeah. He says, one side chocolate is the Holy Father. The other side chocolate is the Holy Son. And the cream in the middle is the Holy Spirit that binds them all together. Your delivery was much better than his. <laughs> If only I was not three when this was made, <laughs> I would have been the uh, street preacher. Oh, God. And then that that seems to have nothing to do with anything. There's that, so many scenes that, that are pointless. Street yeah. preacher guy. Um, and then we see Eugene outside at night. He <laughs> doesn't know where his aunt's gone. He's rolling around. He's really, really annoyed. Yeah, calling out for his mum. We then cut to the, a detective finding Warren oh, body. Yeah, that <laughs> shot... 
is so bad. It reminded me of back to my days when I was like a, a film school teacher mm-hmm. and like seeing high school kids productions. Mm. Cause right. it, it's, it's in one shot, right? Yeah. Where this detective pulls over like a white bloodied sheet. Mm. So it's sort of from, I guess the aunt's body's yeah. point of view. And he's just like, look at this. Like, Oh, it's just a street slut. Like, and just, he's just rambling about how like, you know, what a shit person she is yeah. for ages. Like, no one's going to miss her. No one's going to care. Just some street slut. Why the hell they bother me with this? Nobody will miss her. Nobody cares. And it just it just goes for ages all in just one shot. Yeah, that's, that's it. So dumb. Oh, awful. <laughs> so then we come back to the rooftop. Back so he's roof. so the guy in a wheelchair is on a rooftop rolling around. Mm. How did he even fucking get there? I did. I did wonder that. How did he get up there? And he bumps into the Siamese twins mm. that raped his mum, which I thought was going to be many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a revenge kind of thing on these Siamese twins, no. but that does not play into the film whatsoever. <laughs> No. They're just, like, they're just there. They're just there. So he was reunite, reunited with his mum's rapists. Didn't need to be. <laughs> that is no point to it in this story. There was no reason for them to be Siamese twins in the first place. <laughs> that is so much pointless shit in this film. Mm. And they're like, what do you want? And he's like this fucking angry, you know, dude. And he's like, an audience with the king. <laughs> for some reason, it doesn't make any sense. And they're like, follow us. And it's like, does it, why? Why? <laughs> and this is where Eugene meets the king of the bums. And this guy is. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spoil something, but the the actor that plays this role mm. gives both my favorite performance in in the film and my least favorite performance because <laughs> he plays two roles. But yeah, yeah. this is his first role as the king of the bums. <laughs> yeah, and. He is, this is genuinely quite funny, his performance as this character. He's sort of doing, so this King of the Bums, he's kind of doing it as like this, hey, forget about it, kind of king. And he's hamming it up like crazy. And for a lot of it, he literally is like cracking jokes and looking at the camera like, oh, can you believe this? (laughs) It is so funny. And honestly, nothing cracks me up more than that kind of bad, you know, fake Italian acting kind of thing. And this guy just, you know, is mugging it up so, (laughs) so hard. And he's clearly loving this character. Like, he's loving doing it. Oh, yeah. He's having the time of his life. He he is the the best, the best uh, thing in this film. (laughs) (laughs) So he he basically runs the the world of underground bum shenanigans. Mm. And people come to him for advice or to help, you know, to help whatever, whatever problems they may have. But he's kind of this guy who's always angry. He's always, like, flicking back and forth to me, laughing his ass off and getting really, like, intensely like, angry. Kiss my ring. Yeah, it's like, kiss the ring, you fuck! <laughs> yeah. What can I do for you this fine evening? <laughs> yeah, it's just very schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, and Eugene's like, I can't find my mother. He's like, you come to me, ask me for a favor, you fuck! <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, but I'll help you. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just come back tomorrow. He's also, like, he's really angry that Eugene hasn't paid a tribute. That's he often him, says yeah. he hasn't paid any money. I think, it, is it also the scene Eugene's like, everyone calls me a crip as <laughs> yeah, well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So, so, like, it is great because Eugene asks for his help and he's like, right, I will, but remember, you owe me, you rolling, twitching fuck. Mm. Come back tomorrow. And 
he sends some of his like bum guys Lackies. to go and like find something about his mum and Eugene kind of like twitches and rolls off and immediately yeah. rolls yeah. back yeah. onto screen. I was gonna say that it's so <laughs> this is how shoddy this film is. Yeah. Just we have him like, alright, we'll go find something out. So you would expect to then see them going to find out what yeah. happened. Something in between. But no. It's just back to... It's like a, watching a play. Yeah. Like the lights go down. Yeah. They come back on. And Eugene rolls back in again. If no time has passed whatsoever. When I first watched it, I initially thought he was coming back to like... He's like, oh, I forgot to say something. Because there's no like change in lighting or anything. It's still nighttime. It's still exactly... <laughs> the camera doesn't even move, I swear to God. It just kind of rolls back into screen. He's like, any use of my mother? And... Uh, and this, this guy, man, he just says so much shit. Like, I tried to like make like some kind of coherence out of it all, but he's like, oh, easy for you to say, ha ha ha. Well, let me think. At this point, I was like, it's really, really painful to watch his performance. It's funny at first, but the when King? the Kings, yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny at first, but it just goes on for so long. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's, it's so it's too much to take in. And he's like, well, let me th- think, Stutterman, <laughs> and. And he's like, ah, just kidding. You, I like you, little piece of shit. Well, anyway, your mum was raped and murdered. You can find what's left of her on a slab in the city morgue. Mm. Like, and that's his very, very blunt delivery. Halfway through, like joking and playing around with the with the crip again, and then like fucking Yuji just starts like twitching, twitching like, at the news <laughs> of his mother's death, just freaking out. And the king of the bums, he, he wants his, his payment. He's like, mm. oh, you got my money. You're twitching. Fuck, get the fuck out of here. You owe me. Uh, really angry, still laughing, kind of maniacally. <laughs> it's good to be the king, am I right? <laughs> He's having fun in this role, though. The whole thing is just the like static camera on a tripod. Yeah, like, yeah. I think pretty much every scene, bar a couple of like close-ups, is just like one static camera shot. It's it's not a very dynamic movie. No, <laughs> it's two directors. Yeah, two. <laughs> Two directors for this, like, come on. Yeah. So then we get Eugene back on the roof, mm. this time talking directly to the camera, based yeah, on yeah. twitching away. And he's, ah, oh, I'm all alone, alone in this world. And then he's, but he's, he's angry. Mm. And I kind of really believe his mm. anger in this. Like, his deliverance is, is quite amazing, I thought. But he's like, God help the next normal that fucks with me. And so he calls everyone else the normals. And this is. This, I guess, this starts his killing rampage of normals, aka non-disabled people. Yeah. Then we we cut to his first murder, which is pretty funny. So he we cut to like a twenty-four hour gym, mm. and there's a a big tough tough man, big bold tough man, yeah, working out, and Eugene comes. This was very funny. This actually made me laugh quite a lot. So Eugene comes into the gym and instantly this tough guy is like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Lifts him out of the wheelchair, mm. takes him outside and tosses him out onto the street and puts his wheelchair in the trash. Just so harsh, so oh, no. unnecessary. Oh, no. And then this guy, like he's digging out the wheelchair from the mm. trash. This other guy just shows up. And Eugene's like, no, please don't, please. Mm. Like, I need that wheelchair. And this guy that's, that's digging him out, his name is Donald. And this, this is, I think this is one of the directors, right? Playing this yes. role. Yeah, because I, yeah. I think I saw, saw that in the end credits. And this character Donald is, yeah, probably my third favorite thing about the film. <laughs> so Warren of number <laughs> one, the king number it. two. But this guy is, 
his performance is shit, but mm. the character's quite funny. So he's this guy from Tennessee, mm. and he describes himself as the Fellini of horror pictures in Tennessee. I'm, I'm gone, and I come here from, from Tennessee. You know, I used to be a motion picture director. I was the Fellini of horror pictures in Tennessee. Just, just a weird so kind of reference. Is this like a tribute to Donald it's Farmer? A dig or at Donald it's a Farmer. dig at Donald It's a dig on him. So, oh, yeah, yeah, like I said, he's di- he's played by director Gary J. Levinson. And he says, I used to be the motion picture director. I was the, the Fellini of horror pictures in Tennessee. And his name is Donald. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, it's, it's a direct dig at Donald Farmer. And who was the guy who introduced the two directors. Mm. Um, and there is a reason for that dig. Okay. Are we going to find out now? Later? Later. Okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> but his whole... It's its crazy, this director playing that fucking <laughs> yeah. ridiculous character. Oh, it's so <laughs> funny. He was like, oh, it was a motion picture director. <laughs> like, they made him fucking mentally handicapped. Yeah, yeah. They made He's... a mentally handicapped movie director character <laughs> and called him Donald <laughs> based on the guy who introduced the two directors. Oh, it's... That is that adds an extra layer of yeah. clarity to it. Yeah, like the, this character, like the guy playing the role who is the director of, of this film, he's like this big meaty kind of mm. guy, right? Mm. Like this big bald meaty dude. Yeah, the way he delivers lines is like this, like oh gee whiz, like kind yeah, of yeah. really dumb, dumb kind of voice sort of delivery. So yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, Eugene meets this Donald guy. Donald, uh, yeah, puts Eugene back in the wheelchair and Eugene's like, oh, we should be a team. Mm. Like, we should team up. You can push me around <laughs> and, you know, I can get my revenge on, on the normal. So this is, this is they go back into the gym and, uh, yeah, Donald, again, we don't really see it, but we see that big tough guy and Donald picks up a weight mm. and... I guess we assume that yeah. he kills the tough guy who sort of screams as the weight's coming down, but then the footage goes into this black and white kind of footage and we don't actually see the death. We don't see anything. We don't see anything in this film, really, at all, until we get a bit uh, later, yeah, but, mm. but I do love uh, Eugene's reaction afterwards. Is like, oh, that was great. He's, like, so <laughs> pumped. And he's like, did you see that fucking pimple head burst? <laughs> <laughs> he like, he's fucking high on life he's like yeah we kicked ass and he's like you and me we're gonna team up and we're gonna kill all the fucking normals we cut to the most ridiculous TV personality here oh, on. I <laughs> fucking hated this this thing in the films that, that we constantly get these shit cutaways to mm. like news segments mm. oh god yes what, what's his name Tony Sky yeah mm. played by Dick O'Neill who is that? He he is probably the only... Well, not the... Sorry. Besides, of uh, of course, uh, Warrenoff. The guy who's actually made a name for himself. Oh. So right. he's been in Psych, Two Broke Girls, Drake and Josh. Um, really? He's been in a lot of TV shows. Yeah. And then there's the other... The female co-host of his like new segment, played by Wendy Spar, who was mm-hmm. in Dinosaur Island... I don't know if you've seen that. I know which, the title, but I haven't seen that. Which also stars uh, Michelle Bauer. Right, yeah. right, okay. So there's mm. another connection there. Mm. So we have, yeah, like you said, this ridiculous TV show. And they're kind of cutting to these, like, is it like Fox Pop interviews mm. on the streets? We're like, what do you think about the, the bum crisis? Like, yeah. You know, and you got... <laughs> 
You got this. This woman is like, kill them all, burn them, execute them. You know, kill all the bums. And the whole the whole film is just like saying how terrible the homeless people are, and then the homeless people saying about how terrible all the people with the money are, and it's like constant battle, which is just runs through the entirety of this mm. film. That's kind of briefly touched upon in this thing. We do come back to it later, but we get a more important broadcast, which is. Michelle Novak is in town to promote her new swimsuit lineup. Mm, and supermodel. As supermodel. Michelle Novak. Yeah. The duo, Donald and Eugene, pass by a room and somehow see this broadcast. We don't really know <laughs> yeah. how they yeah, watch yeah. this TV broadcast. And Eugene's fucking raging. He's like, oh, that slut, Michelle Novak. I hate her. Why is she beautiful? Why does she have a Twitch? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that pisses me off. We need to fucking make her pay. He's and angry because she can use her legs yeah. as well, right? And Donald's like, do I get to do nasty things to her? Oh, God. And then, oh, for God. Do you remember what they say after this? Talking about Jeffrey Dahmer's new yeah. cookbook and shit. So th- that's the other kind of running joke mm. if you can call it a joke that we see a couple of times where the newscasters are talking about serial killers mm. it's like such a lame little it bit is. of satire isn't it it's like oh jeffrey dahmer has got a new book out and uh we're gonna ha- be interviewing him later on and i think later on it's like john wayne gacy is being mm. released from prison and is opening up an orphanage or something yeah like it's, that. it's, it's like, oh, so dumb shut up it's shut it's up movie really stupid but you can tell they're like oh this is this is some fucking funny satire we've got here boys <laughs> This is this is good. We got it. They're gonna love it. They're gonna <laughs> love it. They're gonna eat it up. The Jeffrey Dahmer cookbook. Can you believe it? They're gonna be rolling in the aisles. John Wayne Gacy's gonna open a, a an orphanage, or he says he loves kids parties. <laughs> oh mate, fucking comedy gold. Call up SNL. Call up Lorne Michaels. <laughs> it's a bit edgy, edgy mm. humor there. Yeah, too bad. This is what is it, nineteen ninety two, and yeah. not two thousand and five. <laughs> Cut to another completely ridiculous and pointless scene of just a woman twitching and talking about, like, she yeah. wants to get drugs and talking about food stamps. and The thing. fuck was that? There's so much shit in this film where it's like, what is this crap? Mm. I guess they, they needed to extend the, the running time. But, yeah, like, this, this sort of junky woman mm. rambling about yogurt <laughs> and twitching. Yeah. I did enjoy one part of this scene, though, because she's talking to Eugene, and she's like, hey, how are you? And he's like, mm, better, except for the fucking twitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's there in his wheelchair, just fucking convulsing. How have you been? Better, except for this fucking twitch. So then some random woman comes along, like, out of nowhere, mm. and Eugene's, like, sitting at the table, and she's like, hey, what are you looking for, gimp? And he's like, I'm looking for a knife. It's just, uh, how about this? It just pulls out this knife. Like, gives this clearly mentally unstable dude who's, like, twitching. And it's like, gives him a knife. And she's like, what are you going to do with it? And he's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you. <laughs> and it, it, and then he kind of, we get this weird shot where he kind of leans in. And we see him lean in and go to mm. cut her. And we cut directly to her bloody aftermath on the table. Blood's, like, dripping down onto the floor. We don't see anything but this is the first blood that we see in the movie it's a ridiculous scene yeah look i don't i feel bad for being so mean to a film with clearly no budget (laughs) but this scene is like a prime example of how little filmmaking skill anyone involved in this had because as you said it's like you don't really know what happens it's just like 
oh, we're leaning forward and, oh, and then there's, she's just dead and there's blood everywhere. <laughs> like there's no, either no thought or no skill behind, <laughs> behind yeah, this. Yeah, it know. seems to be both. Like, I don't know. Mm. Like the half arseness of this whole production, like we saw like just the static tripod camera shot and people like walking off the the shot and then walking back yeah. in and they're like oh yeah 12 hours has passed you know <laughs> there seems to be just no fucks given there's I- a as there's a half arseness but there's also like a weird it's weirdly unique in like the way that people talk and a lot mm. of the jokes mm. um not so much the edgelord stuff but just the stranger stuff in this makes me think that they did care about this. Right. But they just didn't know how to put it together. I don't know. It's... (laughs) I just don't know. Right. It's so weird. I guess that is the kind of the, um... The charm of these, like, shot-on-video horror movies. Because it's just... I guess there's no rules. Everyone just loves that the the shittier they are, the better. And this is... But this is... This was too shitty This is too shitty. (laughs) Like, I guess these guys didn't like Donald Farmer that much. But, like, Donald Farmer films are way better put together than this. Oh, yeah. The scene that happens next <laughs> made me so angry. <laughs> and I actually timed it. Oh, you did? So I was curious at how long it went on for. So what happens in this next scene, Michelle Bauer, she's playing Michelle Novak, the supermodel, mm. right? She's just in a hotel room, I guess. Mm. And walking about, she puts on some utterly shit music some of the worst like it, it's barely music <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe it but it's fucking awful yeah and she just kind of dances about in this sort of half-assed kind of way she strips down to her lingerie starts kind of doing weird aerobics yeah and it just goes for fucking ages <laughs> and there's all these like cross dissolves and like she's like thrusting her crutch in the air and like it's so has, there's like also there's a bit towards the end where like the sound the song stops right. and she just has a drink and it's just silent <laughs> but so this whole scene oh, of her fucking dancing around thrusting yeah. her crotch about this scene was five minutes long wow. and let's let's point out that this film is a 70 minute movie mm. so this scene is seven percent of this fucking film was that scene of her dancing about and it was honestly torture to Mm. watch that scene I was so angry watching (laughs) was the five minutes did it stop there because I feel like that shit starts again soon after oh yeah there's another bit that I timed oh wow okay (laughs) so yeah she's done her long ass aerobic scene the duo roll up to her hotel room I don't know how they know where she lives but Donald busts the door in at this point, Michelle is now in the bath, and we have another long yeah. scene of her just washing her body. <laughs> I didn't time this bit, but it, it was quite a few minutes. And it, it also, like, it because it's so shitfully put together, time makes no sense in this. So mm. it might sound like you're saying the scenes out of order, but you're not. You're actually saying them correctly. So Donald and Eugene bust in. Yeah. Then we cut to her in the bathtub for ages yeah, yeah. before anything happens between them which is ridiculous <laughs> but that scene of her in the bathtub as well it's so it's so long mm. and it's really unerotic as well like it's so it's like lunges it's just lunges yeah. Yeah, it's like gross lunges in this shitty motel <laughs> and just like the video camera just like <laughs> zooming in sadly there's there's just something 
really <laughs> grim about it. Mm. Oh god, I I that was so shit that that whole this whole this whole bit was yeah. terrible. But then we get the best line ever. You might have to remind me what it is. So she comes out the bath and she's like, who the hell are you? And Eugene's there and he goes, I'm your worst nightmare. (laughs) And Donald goes, and I'm Donald. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm your worst nightmare. And I'm Donald. That is fucking funny. And also before before that line as well, like, so Eugene and Donald are watching her in the bath. Yeah. Did you notice that Donald is drool? Yes. <laughs> like, full-blown drool hanging out. And I must admit, that was quite funny. Like, that's a pretty great attention to detail. But, oh, man, you're so right. That delivery of, and I'm Donald. Uh, I was not expecting that. I, I did not. I think that's genius writing. Uh, that was... Because they kind of, like, wrote him as this, like, mentally... <laughs> disabled guy I'm your worst nightmare and I'm Donald <laughs> I wonder if Donald uh, what's his fucking name Donald Farmer has seen, this. has seen this oh surely he has yeah oh, but that that it. was probably in the whole film maybe the one bit of genuinely great comic timing mm-hmm. that was genuinely very funny so Michelle Bauer or Novak her character she tries to run for it they stop her he's you know Donald's like can I do nasty things to her he like pins her up against the wall right yeah she's like I do it with men not apes why don't you get yourself a rubber doll and Eugene's like no I want her dead not Fucked, and he yeah. kind of gets angry at Donald now because Donald just wants to rape her, right? Yeah. So he somehow jumps out of his wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does so how does he do that? And he's kind of hanging off Donald's neck, kind of strangling him. Yeah. And then he's like to Michelle, like, "Hey, lady, you want to help me over here?" <laughs> that was actually quite funny. So, so he basically gets her help yeah. in taking care of Donald. <laughs> so Donald falls back. Eugene's kind of pinned under Donald, strangling him. Michelle's on top, strangling strangling him Donald's just like getting Mm. strangled by both parties and they and Michelle's like kind of crying as she strangles him it's pretty good shot I thought it was pretty good shot I mean there wasn't within a terrible film yeah like one of the better shots she ends up killing him and then Eugene is like you stupid bitch it's all your fault you like, mind. He, he asked for yeah, help. right? Like, what the fuck? He's, I mean, he's clearly mentally unstable. And <laughs> he, crawls, some credit, yeah. <laughs> he crawls back into the wheelchair. She runs to the bathroom, locks herself in. And then we just cut to him wheeling himself away. Yeah, he's got like a, the knife in yeah. his mouth. Mm. And he's got some blood on him, right? Yeah. And then we're just back to that bathtub. And yeah. she's like gutted. Like, not as in, like, sad. As in, she's literally... Her entrails are hanging out and she's all bloodied up and dead. It's a pretty good gore shot, actually. It is, but also... It is quite a weird thing to just not have the murder scene in there. So we don't ever see the murder, but we see the aftermath. And again, it's, like, very, very badly filmed. (laughs) Like, just just some guy... You can just... It's just, like, some guy with a camera just kind of, like, waving it around just trying to, like, film whatever he can get. It's it's very... It has that feeling of it, right? It's like, come on, guys, we've got to get this done. Like, we got two days to film this movie. Let's get it done. I have a lot of questions about the next scene. The next scene. Jesus Christ. That's just another one of those mad scenes. What's going on here? (laughs) That is a completely pointless scene. But we, we have... So, like, Eugene's back on the rooftop again and he's complaining about things being annoying if you're in a wheelchair right he's like oh you got stairs you got this you got that it's like yeah but you got up on this rooftop so how did he even get that i don't know but then this next part i just i just didn't understand this at all Mm. 
And I was wondering if I missed something in the story, but we just cut to a guy going down some stairs. But was it Eugene? The actor looks like Eugene, but I don't know no, if it was. No, no, it wasn't, wasn't him. No. But anyway, so a random guy going down some stairs and he's freaking out that like things are on him. He's like, oh, get him off me. Get him off me. He's like a tweaker. He's like clearly high. Yeah, going all nuts. And there's all these weird kind of these shitty video effects again. And then he chops his own hand off. (laughs) He like cuts his hand. He's like, get him off me. And he cuts his hand off. And then that's it. And that's it. The fuck was that? I feel like you're also making it sound better than it is. Yeah, you don't see him cut his hand no, off. No, we yeah. cut to a, a video filter, and then the next shot is just a stump. Yeah, but it's just this. Yeah, this random shot of this guy just tweaking out, and be like, "Get him off me! Get him off me! I need to get him off me!" Next scene is him, him with no arm. What was that scene? No context whatsoever. Flipping. Don't know who it is. Don't know what he's taken. Mm. There's no after effects of it. It's just. Pointless. Filler. Filler. But not even good filler. It's not even good filler. <laughs> it's not even really filler. It's just like, I don't even know what that is. And the next the next scene as well, it's also kind of filler. You get like a couple mm. walk in and they just walk in forever and they're, they go into an elevator. Like a bit drunk, right? Yeah. Like stumbling about. Go into an elevator. Start fucking. The guy says the girl's name wrong. She yeah. gets angry. I also, like, for that bit, I'm like, did he say it wrong? I mean, I couldn't hear the dialogue. Mm. So a lot of this film, I couldn't understand what people were saying mm. and I couldn't catch the words. But yeah, I guess he calls her the wrong name. She, she runs off. And then we cut to her dead yeah, with an like, axe in her chest. Yeah. But it's like the actress just kind of holding it up against her chest, just staring at the camera, and like yeah. holding it in place so it doesn't fall over. So was that, were they victims of I guess Eugene? Eugene, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But no context. And we don't see anything. We don't, we don't even see Eugene in this shot. No. Like, he's not even there. It was like they finished the film and they're like, ah, it's like 60 minutes. We yeah. need like another 10 minutes for us to be able to release it on video. Mm. What have you got lying around? It's like, well, I got this scene of this guy cutting off his hand. Well, not cutting it off, but we're just, <laughs> yeah. just like... He's probably got like a leftover prop. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I got this shot of this thing that, that I didn't finish. Like, ah, yeah, put it in, put it in. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. No, it's, uh, it's another just like... There's so much, like, unnecessary stuff in here. Mm. Then we come back to the interview... The interviewing the people Ugh, for the TV show. The shit news The stuff. bum crisis. Um, what should we do with the bums? <laughs> I thought what she said was actually quite funny. She's like, use them for scientific experiments. Use bums. They have no reason to live anyway. And when you're done, you can grind them up and use them for pet food. It works for me. That's what I do. That's, anyway. said, that's what I do anyway. That's quite. <laughs> so yeah, we also get that stupid John Wayne Gacy joke in yeah. this bit, and then the the next scene, mm. which is the same shit yeah. <laughs> with Michelle Bauer starring. I don't know if I can fucking say her name properly. Oh yeah, I know. Hi, 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 Lee. I don't know how to say her. I always thought it was Hypatia. Okay, right. But I'm, I'm not sure. You but yeah, could be. Yeah. So this is someone I recognize straight away. Uh-huh. But yeah, we cut to. A woman dancing in her lingerie mm. and timed this scene as well. So it's similar <laughs> to the one before of Michelle Bauer. This one goes for four minutes. Not quite as long, but still pretty fucking long. Considering that in this 70 minute film now, so that means that almost 10 minutes, one seventh of this film is just 
fucking dancing just people dancing it's like get the hot girls in make them dance oh, and that'll give you God. most of your wrong time and this was extra shit like there's just no effort put into this it's mm. just uh, like there's not even any fucking aerobic stuff here oh, it was it was bad but yes th- this actress is um yeah she, I, she's she's an adult yeah actress. she's a she's a adult film actress from I think mostly like the early 80s but i've seen a few as soon as i saw her, i'm like oh shit i know who this is she's mm. in the young like it hot and i can't remember there's there's quite a few of her films that have been released by vinegar syndrome though mm. and she's in like some good stuff as well like good well if you like porn films from the 70s and 80s which mm. i do there's, there's, there's some really good ones yeah but this is her like kind of later in her career i guess because oh, this is wow. the 90s right yeah yeah, yeah. Jesus. She took a t- sad turn for the worst, didn't she? Did she? What do you mean? Well, if she was in these great films in the 70s. Oh, right, right, right. And then in this in the 90s. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Jeez. Mm. So, yeah, you got this long ass dancing. Um, and then they do the whole, like, psycho thing. She's in the mm. shower. Eugene, apparently, though I don't think we see him, kind of approaches with an axe. Yeah. And they do the whole kind of... Do we actually see the death in this? Uh... No, I think it's just the aftermath again. But yeah, I guess oh, that's a slow, lots of slow-mo weird filters, really insane zooms on just her mouth yeah. that linger for like minutes at a time mm. as she just sits in this bloody bathtub. <sighs> Got to get that runtime in. <laughs> Got to get that runtime. And then Eugene's there, another fucking weird talking to the camera. This time though, there's strobes. Mm. So he's doing the whole thing like, oh, what the fuck? They're all against me. I fucking hate them, the nightmares. But it's where there's strobes in this, in this black setting. You get the f- white flashes. Mm. And I think it's kind of a, I mean, it's extremely cheap, but also an effective way that kind of shows the progress of his madness. They're at least trying something. They're trying. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> there's not many attempts at, at trying anything in this. No. It is nice to see them giving something a go. There are like very few examples, but when in this, but when they are there, like when they actually try to do something, I kind of find them effective mm. in their bizarre own way. Mm. So then we go back to our favorite rooftop, where I swear, like seventy percent, if not more, of That's this film is filmed, mm. and we get two awesome actresses. Yeah, the you these... know you know one of them though, right? I uh, I recognize them, but I didn't look up who it was who, who are they so we get two girls and they're like beating the shit out of some dude mm. uh one of them played by elizabeth caton she's in a few of the friday the 13th sequels yeah she's in twins okay <laughs> friday night uh, sorry silent night deadly deadly night and then the other one tamara souza who was in attack of the killer bimbos um which is another film that pops up among some of the other cast members and another film which i've never seen but i think you probably have and it's the nightmare begins in 93 by toby hooper no i've not seen that one i've i didn't know this film existed no i I don't know that one but i and i don't know if it's like an unofficial nightmare on elm street sequel but it's directed by toby hooper and mick uh, mick garris and it's uh came out in 93 and apparently it's like freddie was cleared of all his charges. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. What the fuck is this from? I've never heard of this. Yeah, me neither. What? It's called The Nightmare Begins. Oh, it sounds... I was like, wait, what the hell is this? Get this. When Fred Krueger is set free on a technicality, the parents of the children he murdered take matters into their own hands while a high school 
star, uh, while a high school track star haunted by her mother's untimely death receives her mother's amulet that unlocks her ambitions and unleashes vengeance on those who causes her pain. What? <laughs> like, doesn't that just sound this? fucking bizarre? But the the tight the fucking poster is is Nightmare on Elm Street. You've got Freddy Krueger in his role. Freddy. Oh, fuck! It's a Freddy Nightmares episode, I think. Oh, okay, okay, that makes. Oh, sense. but it's but it's ninety minutes. What? And it, and it's Robert England in his role. Well, he was in that. He was in the show, right? I've never actually watched that show. I've never you watched it? it. No. I've always wanted to. But she's in it. There you go. <laughs> Wait, so sorry that that was not the one that's in the Friday the Thirteenth sequel. That's the other actress. That's the other actress. So that's um, Elizabeth Caton. So Elizabeth Caton, she's in the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. No, she was in Part Two, and she was in Friday the Thirteenth Seven, New mm. Blood. She was in. I remember her from mm. Part Seven. So yeah, do you, do you want to talk about this scene where these two girls are beating the yeah. shit out of this guy? Yeah, they're, they're really great in this scene. They're just beating the shit out of this like kind of pathetic, cucked-looking man. <laughs> really enjoyed that. One of them pulls out a knife. Mm. She's about to kill this guy. And then Eugene fucking wheels over <laughs> and it interrupts. And I love the line. I don't know which one it is. Maybe it's Elizabeth Kate. Is she the blonde one? Elizabeth Kate? Yeah. Yeah, she's like... I'm about to waste this cheap What's it to you? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Eugene claims in this scene that he doesn't like violence. Yeah, what's that about? And is trying to stop this murder. And the women, they're like, oh, we're going to slice you up. We, we think they're about to attack Eugene. But then like, they're like, you know what? You got an overload of guts. <laughs> I like <laughs> you. And they, they kind of build a kind of friendship here. Yeah. And then one of them says like, He's got a wheelchair and an attitude. He's a hell roller. So we get the line, like the <laughs> yes. title of the film in this line. Ain't you gonna stick him? Hell no. He's got a wheelchair and an attitude. He's like a real hell roller, ain't you, Crip? I told you about that Crip shit. And yeah, they, they introduce themselves. So we've got Lizzie mm. and Bunny, mm. right? And uh, yeah, Lizzie kisses Eugene and they walk off. And Eugene is like, fuck, this is great. He's like delighted about, you know, this kiss and meeting these women. And he's like, oh, I love her. I love her. And then it just goes <laughs> a bit nuts. That's it. Again, like fucking sudden change where all these weird video filters just start pouring in. He starts twitching. He gets his weird fucking psychotic hallucination of the two girls that literally just walked off screen are now bullying him, calling him names, like saying he's a crip. And, yeah, what's cooking crip? Yeah, and, and, and he said, oh, fuck you, I thought we were friends. Then he snaps out of it. Mm. And suddenly he's there holding a giant wooden stick. <laughs> and then... Suddenly, the girls are all back on screen. Mm. But the thing he says before that, he's like, I'm going to fucking wait for them. I'm going to wait for them. I know they come here. I'll wait for as long as it takes. And now they're back. Again, it was another fucking walk off camera, walk back on camera. It's impossible to know if there was supposed to be time like between there or not. (laughs) But yeah, he's got this giant stick and he skewers them. Yeah. (laughs) On this pole stick kind of thing that he's got. 
And then I love the shot after this. Like, he kills them and then he just starts freaking out. And he starts spinning around <laughs> <Yeah>. his chair. <laughs> yeah, he's like the mother. Like, spinning around. <sighs> Fucking. Oh, I loved it. Ridiculous. The bit after this is where I started to... Re- like, my patience was really oh, yeah. thin at this point. Eugene's, like, looking in the yellow pages for mm. mad doctors. Mm. He wants to find a mad doctor. <sighs> Already at this point, I'm like, oh, fuck this film. I hate this shit. And so he goes to see a, a mad doctor, and he wants a potion to turn normal people into freaks. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy playing the mad doctor is the same actor that plays uh, King the, of the King Bums. of the Bums. But this role... I just, I don't know what it was, but I wanted to, I've never wanted to punch a character so much as in this scene. <laughs> this mad doctor character is the same level of mugging that he's doing for yeah. the King of the Bums, but it just doesn't work here. It's just so irritating. It's like, imagine like a bargain bin, you know, Jerry Lewis mm. kind of thing. It's so irritating. So annoying. And again, <laughs> again, we get this stupid shit of people going off and then coming back. So... Yeah. Uh, Eugene's like, all right, I got, I'll pay twenty-two dollars, and the the mad doctor's like, all right, I'll have it for you tomorrow. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'll be, I'll be back, and he looks at the he camera. Does it. He does, he does the fucking line. Looks at the camera. Yeah, he, he does the, the Arnie line. He goes, I'll be back, looking at the camera. What's and that then about? we cut to the next day, but it's the same shot. He doesn't even leave the room. Yeah, he it just it's just the same shot, and he's just there for the potion. It's like, why didn't he just buy it on the fucking spot? Why did you have to make it the next day? My, my notes here, it just says, fuck, this movie sucks, all in capitals. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. I hated that Doctor character so much as well. I kind of liked it. Oh, fuck, too. dude. He was so irritating. And, like, after he gets the potion, Eugene leaves, and we just stay on the Doctor for fucking ages oh, as yeah. he's, like, hamming it up, like, mm. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, the <laughs> Oh, God. I, oh, <laughs> So the uh, the conditions of the potion is that it has to be mixed with water for it to have any effect. But as the doctor says, not just any water, but that bottled water that the stupid people buy. And when they drink it, it will retard their cultural development. Oh, dear. And they will start to look and smell like a bum. Hmm. And they won't be able to go a second without saying, hey, buddy, you got a quarter? And they won't be able to walk past the cigarette butt without picking it up. So I've made some, some bum turning potion. Oh boy! <laughs> Cut to and, and this is actually probably one of the greatest scenes ever. Is it? It, it fucking is. It's so funny. The red light district. <laughs> yeah, stuff. yeah. I, I was baffled by this. Mm. Maybe you can explain what fucking happens in this. <laughs> I don't scene. know if I can explain it, but we cut to like some nudie bar and there's a hooker and the hooker is played by a Lucia Mortato. She's been on... She, she was in The Voice of the Moon. I don't know what that is. By uh, Federico Fellini. And, oh, uh, what? Wait, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. But looking at her, like, IMDb, she basically plays a lot of dancers and hookers, and is mostly left uncredited. She's like, like you said, you have the go-to gun guy. She seems to be like the go-to hooker. What was it called? Voices... From the, the moon, the voice of the moon, nineteen ninety. Apparently, she played a dancer in that. I got to say, this is a this is a Fellini film I've never heard of. <laughs> right. So, like, pretty pretty damn 
late in his career. I mm. think he, he died like a couple of years after that. Oh, right. <laughs> so. Well, at least he got to work with the amazing Lucia Mortato. Yeah, it would have been of a highlight, roll of fame. A highlight of his career. <laughs> so we get the greatest stuff. So basically, Eugene, although we never see Eugene, so he was clearly not there when they filmed this, he is picked up a prostitute, brought her home. She's on the sofa doing this, like, fucking sexy rolling around dance shit. And out of nowhere, from outside of the fucking frame, a hot iron, just comes, some guy holding a hot iron, comes in and just starts burning her. Well, that, that's what I was confused, because, like, there's no Eugene in He's this. He's not even so, fucking so there. So I didn't understand that this was supposed to be him doing that. Oh, it must be. <laughs> He's on a rampage. I was just baffled by that whole sequence. And you get this, oh, this great shot, just a man holding an iron off fucking camera, <laughs> coming in and burn, putting it on her naked body, burning her while this, like, fucking sexy jazz music plays and she's just <laughs> screaming. Oh, it, mate, it, this actually cracked me up. And it was kind of like, so it was almost like Blood's Diner levels of ridiculousness. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very silly. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Loved it. And we, there's more of him rambling to the camera, and then we go to the water purification center. Before that, <laughs> there was one of the funniest cutaways I've seen oh, yeah? in some time. <laughs> Just between... Eugene ranting about the nightmares and then the poisoning the water. There's just a shot of um, one of those like street performers that like throw the fire sticks. Oh, God. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And it's clearly just like a piece of like, you know, random footage that they mm. just filmed like a street performer. I feel like that's a thing, isn't it? And it's, it's a thing that reeks of amateur filmmaking. Yeah. And I see it so many times in like indie horror films where someone will just see something mm. and they'll film it and then just put it in because it's like and it seems a little bit artistic or something yeah. and you get a lot of like just like spiders crawling along the floor so it's like mm. the fucking spider <laughs> we'll put it in. It's, fuck, it's creepy get the fire guy yeah. flipping the fire things yeah you get those weird like like just like shots of pigeons and shit you know like where mm. people just find something film it put it in their movie <laughs> and th- that was a great example of this so anyway, we get this yeah water purification center scene where he somehow adds the potion into the machine. We never see anything. Yeah. But then you uh, must have loved this. I, next I scene. did love this. The, we've, we've got this like posh rich guy drinking his water, right? Yeah. That's been poisoned, and he drinks. He's like delicious. He loves it. <laughs> delicious. Simply delicious. Too bad everybody can't afford this delicious water. Common peasants <laughs> can only afford tap water. Poor common bastards that they are. And then after that, so he's drinking this poison water, he starts turning into a bum. But like the version of the bum is like this cockney kind of bum. He's like it's full so cockney good. bum. What, what, what happened to my? Oh, I've become a, a bum. Oh, blood. Oh, blimey! Yeah. Be- What's happened? I've become a bum! <laughs> oh, so like, good. When he said, call blimey, like, yeah. it was perfect. I absolutely loved it. And played by Douglas Dunning from Cannibal Hookers. There you Once go. again. The whole cast of that. Cage Fury, he was in that as well. So then 
it's it's become like a epidemic, right? Mm. With all all these people turning into bums in the film's words. Yeah, the news guy, I've forgotten his name, Tony Sky, whatever it was. He's on screen, like talking about it. Then he drinks water, turns into a bum as well. The female reporter turns into a bum too, and it's just it's ridiculous. Like it's so. <laughs> Like, oh, I fucking loved it. Crass over the top. I like, loved it. It was so oh, good. I hated it. I oh, she just has people into bums. It's awful. And and you got Tony Sky. He's like coming up to the camera. He's like, oh, you got a quarter. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And there is not any film like this. Oh, come on! It's so good. <laughs> And then the girl drinks it as well, the female co-host, and then she becomes a bum as well. They're just, like, coming up to the camera, running around the studio, looking for change. <laughs> oh, man, oh, I was cracking up. It's, I, I was not cracking up. Not, I was loving it. I, I cracked up at the English man, but that was blind, that man. was extremely stupid and funny. Yeah. But as it went on, I'm like, oh, please let this movie end. Please let this end. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So anyway, the bum king has gotten word that um, that Eugene is out killing normals, and he's not happy for some reason. Yeah, why? I don't know. The Siamese rapists are there from the start, so he sends the goons to go and get Eugene. We come back to Eugene. He's all angry, as he always is, rummaging through this garbage, and he's, and he's going on one of his many rants, saying things still really relative to this time. You know, he's saying, like, these these idiots, they're throwing away their food, they're throwing away these clothes, and, you know, and he's cold and he's hungry, and he just keeps talking about how stupid everyone is. Idiots. They throw out their food, they throw out their clothes. Idiots. Idiots. You know, obviously, he's suffering, he's cold, he's hungry, he's alone. You get all the, the rich, normal people who have all these luxurious things. You know, throwing them all away. And, you know, which is, you can say the same thing now. It's still very much a thing. It can still be said. Which is why I kind of love this film. Because it has that underlining message, which is still so relevant. Mm. You really don't agree uh, with me. You're just like... Yeah, mm. I, I think it's like, it's trying to do that, but it doesn't get there. Uh, I would argue with you with that. I think he does. I mean, don't get me wrong. This film is trash. I think, But his, his performance yeah, sells it. I agree that he... He does a very good job at selling what is an absolutely dog shit film and horribly written film. (laughs) (laughs) So somehow the bum goons catch up to him, bring him back to the bum king. And apparently there's a punishment for killing normals. Mm. So apparently, I mean, killing people is that's not apparently that's a thing. But apparently, according to the bum king, you can't kill Mm. normals. Mm. And, uh, And they sentence Eugene to death. But apparently he's a fair king, so he gives him a five-minute head start. Then we cut back. Yeah, this is the this is the yeah, most yeah. confusing there's, there's cut. So many moments. We like cut this, but this back is the worst one. Yeah, Eugene rolling up towards the bum king again. So I think they met in a different place. Yeah. Like he bumped into him, but it's still on the same rooftop. I really didn't. I was so confused by that. And the bum king wants his money. Eugene drops some money on the floor, and as the bumpkin goes to pick it up, Eugene kind of grabs him mm. and then rips out his eyes with mm. his bare hands. Mm-hmm. And that's actually pretty pretty great. It's like one of the very few bloody yeah, shots this, in this. This end part is like the the kind of few effects that we we have. Right? Yeah. So he rips the eyes out, and then he he rolls about, and then the king's lackeys mm. attack him. 
At this point, they carry him on. Yeah. He's, like, screaming like crazy. And then we get a very harsh cut. (laughs) That's quite amazing. This final cut of just, yeah, Eugene's head. Yeah. Just in a garbage bin. (laughs) In a garbage bin, fucking up. It's real harsh. And that's it. That's the end. And then the credits just roll. Yeah. that... Probably one of the most baffling things for me is that last shot of his severed head in the trash can because they would have had to take a mold for that, right? That's yeah, actually the actor's head. I was, yeah, I was confused by that because, like, yeah, you would have thought it would just be the actor, you know, with using his real head and they put some makeup around it. Sure, neck. sure. But it looked like, you know, they'd made a mold of the head and yeah. it was a fake head, which is quite expensive yeah. to do. Yeah, that's, yeah, and, and just for that shot. Which is insane. Just for that. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Like, they didn't even use it in, like, a death scene or anything. Yeah. What a waste. That's yeah. a good point. And that's it. That's it. That is Hellroller. Yes. That is Hellroller. <laughs> Loved it. You know what? I had a great time watching this. I mean, don't get me wrong. Absolute trash. Mm. But it's it's that, it's that final level of trash. I think it's, like, a... It's definitely... There's, there's no other film like this. I will say that. That's true. That there's there's nothing else like this, and it's very, very, not entertaining, but it's fascinating to watch because mm. it's just so bizarre mm. and how this came about. Like it, it's just kind of bonkers to me. Yeah. But I gotta say, there were many times watching this where I was just looking at the running time, <laughs> waiting for it to end. <laughs> Please, when will it end? Yeah. Would this be like? The your most hated film that I've shown you for no, this podcast. No, no, no. I would that go to Worm Eaters? Yeah, Worm Eaters. I absolutely despised Th- this <laughs> film. Is a weird one where it's like in between love and hate. Mm. Where I really loved parts about watching it, and then there were also scenes where I'm like, oh my fucking god, like the dance bits where it's like, come oh, on, Christ, yeah. And this was just, yeah, it, it was really fascinating to watch just because it is so bizarre mm. so strange so have you got more yes your tid or I, tit bits, i have as you uh, some titty bits here <laughs> so yeah this was um released in 92 right so if we go back to 89 mm. Stuart wall was working with our beloved donald farmer mm. and they were working on a book together called invasion of the scream queens because they made this book, they essentially had the connections and contacts with plenty oh, of screen queens. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hence why Michelle Bauer and all the, you know, that lot is in this film. Apparently they tried to get Tracy Lords to get in it as well, to be right. in this film. Oh my God. That didn't happen, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's why, yeah, Michelle Bauer, Hypatia Lee... And uh, and many others also appear in this. Now, after releasing that, in the same year that this Hellroller was released, Farmer also released his movie version of Invasion of the Scream Queens. Hmm. Um, it was released just one month before this. Now, the person who was doing set photography on Hellroller sold the picture of Michelle Bauer to Donald Farmer. And it was the picture of um, Michelle Bauer in the bathtub of having all her guts ripped out. And Farmer used that as the cover picture for his documentary, Invasion of the Screen Queens. Right. But 
he didn't have the rights to it. The guy who sold it didn't have the rights to sell it. Hmm. So the directors of this film took Donald Farmer to court. Right. They sued him for the use of this image. Hmm. And it went to um, to the people's court. and event- But unfortunately, they didn't sue. They couldn't sue him. They lost the case because they didn't have any evidence of um, financial loss. And the judge right. kind of like threw it out. Um, Seems quite petty. Yeah. It's difficult to really pinpoint when all of this happened because the two were kind of made in unison with each other, released within just a month of each other. But it seems to be that's where this kind of bad blood between the two parties came from. Mm. And anyway, so they lost they lost the case. It got thrown out. And, and that was the end of that. Now, apparently, the co-director, Stuart Wall, he at some point sold his rights to the film back to Levison. Mm. Levison changed the credits to make himself the sole director of the film. Right. Um, so on the more recently released DVD of this, he's credited as the sole director. But in more recent news, the copyright holder of this film has died and the film has kind of fallen back into limbo. Mm. So there's not really... We don't know what's going to happen from here on, really. Mm. But I really just think the whole court case feud between the two parties especially the, the guy who introduced the two directors ended up getting sued mm. by one of them because he it seems like everyone is connected yeah 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 everyone has a connection everyone is in each other's movies they produced each other's films directed his films blah, blah, blah. everyone knows everyone in this film so like you said it seems very petty but for the guys to go and base one yeah. of the main characters on yeah on yeah. the guy who introduced them to them just sounds quite hilarious. But mm. um, I've not read the book that Farmer put out, nor seen the documentary, but the documentary VHS still features the picture of Michelle Bauer in the bathtub mm. from Hellroller on the front cover. Mm. Knockout stuff, which is probably like the, the greatest like special effect in this film. But how does that work timing-wise? Because they, they sued Donald Farmer for something that happened on the set of Hellroller, but they'd already had a character called Donald, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they already had issues with maybe, him before that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, because time-wise, it seems time-wise, it's difficult to pinpoint. Mm. But Stuart Waller's gone on record saying that him and uh, Levison never really got on. They never, mm. and they haven't spoken for years. They fought. They had opposing opinions. So I wonder if like the whole, the, all of them just never really got on. Hmm. Stuart Wall, after this, uh, went on to become a, a porn film producer and um, still produces porn films to this day. Hmm. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> I wish I knew how Warrenoff got yeah, into this that, film. I would love to know that. That's that's the most interesting thing about this. That's just, it's mind-blowing to mm. see her in this because... You know, I've said it a few times, but it's it's right. We I really have to stress how shit this film is, like how shitfully made it is. Like mm. it was, it was much. I've heard about this film a lot. Like mm. I know this film, and it was way the quality of it was way lower than I expected mm. for a film that does is quite well known and has quite a reputation. But yeah, pretty crazy. So, final thoughts, Dave. Are we going wrong on what time? Or anything else you want to say? Um, say how much you loved it no I mean it yeah this is a film that lives in a weird space between love and hate mm. that I can't it's not a film that I'm 
like what I mean is I just hated that film. I hated, hated that film. And I'll never watch that again. This film is, you know, some, I, I don't know. I don't know how to react to it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just so odd. And there were, I think it's a deeply stupid film. Mm. <laughs> I do definitely think it's stupid, but it's also quite fascinating as well. Cause as you said, that main guy's performance yeah. has a level of realism to yeah, it yeah, yeah. that his anger feels very real. Yeah. Which makes it quite interesting. But then there's just so much shitty filler and mm. yeah, it's just, it's such a bizarre watch. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. It was not what I was expecting. Oh yeah. For a film that is so talked about like in certain circles, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've heard a lot about this film and I was expecting it to be a bit more normal than it right. is. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So it was deeply strange. Yeah. Watch, I'm yeah. kind of in a similar boat. I was expecting something a bit more normal. The fact that the, the, the rapist was a, a Siamese twin guy, like two guys yeah. in the same shirt type mm. deal that I was like, wait, is it this stupid? Yeah. yeah. It almost has like things like that almost feel like maybe they're going for a trauma kind of thing, but mm. but it's not quite that either. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's very very odd, very odd. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I didn't love it. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it yeah. it was it was an interesting watch for sure, and I'm glad I finally got to see it because I've been have been meaning to watch it for quite a long time. Yeah. How about the wrong ometer? So how wrong the movie is, how fucked up it is, how much it shouldn't exist. What's your rating? Me? You know what? I'm, I'm going to go for a nine. That's that's pretty high, but... Uh, I think this is pretty bloody high. Yeah. It, what What's your reasoning behind the nine, do you think? Just because of how disjointed and strange it is? Not only disjointed and strange, I think the people involved in this really bumps it up. And I think the way he kind of just used his contacts from the book that he made with Farmer to employ all of these kind of rel- well, relatively well-known people into this production, yet he really had no story to tell mm. besides like they're going to have a man in a wheelchair mm. and just filled the whole fucking thing with dance scenes and sex scenes and then these ridiculous death scenes which we never actually see. The stupid stupid characters like in balance with the the genuine characters mm. and like you said with the 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 guy who played Eugene Ron something his performance was very genuine and i feel like all of his rants that he was saying and his anger it was genuine and i really felt like what he had to say was something worth listening to mm. and that sometimes i felt i'm not going to go as so far as to say moved but I was like, yeah, that's, he's got a fucking point. Mm. Like he's got an actually genuine point here. And I really feel for the character. And then we cut to two people in the same shirt pretending to be Siamese twins. <laughs> and the king of the bums. Yeah. And this ridiculous, mad scientist who made a potion to turn people into bums. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Like it was so all over the place. And I feel like they should never have been allowed to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing works in this no really whoever supervised this there's probably no script supervisor but they had two directors and enough of a crew to to, to have someone at some point say you know what maybe we shouldn't do this I mean we should add a bit more context 
Mm. You know, this is it's just that all of it's a fucking mess. I, I couldn't agree with that more. <laughs> and again, like back to that sort of film student thing I was saying before, it reminds me of like someone who's never made a film and you will get scenes like, oh yeah, people talk about doing something and then the next scene is the result of that. It's like, no, right. no, no, you need to fucking put something in between. You mm. need to, you know, have a flow to the film where you go to different locations. You can't just stay in the same fucking scene and cut to the next day. Yeah. Unless you're doing it in a way that you've thought about where it's like a stylistic thing or a storytelling mm. kind of thing. And this film feels like someone who just has never made a film mm. and doesn't know at all how to do it. And to the point that, as you say, like, how did no one go like, you know what? Is it weird that we don't have something in between here? Yeah. Like, is it weird that he leaves the shot and then comes back and it's the next day? <laughs> yeah. Like that stuff is, is mind blowing. I think for my wrong rating, oh, I think I'm going to also go for a nine actually. Hey. Cause for the same reasons that you said, and also cause I've never seen a film quite like this as well. <laughs> it is deeply strange. And, and I think having the people that it has in it is mm. just so confusing because mm. it is just so bottom of the fucking barrel. And then to see someone like, you know, Warren mm. in this film and, you know, she's in a lot of trashy stuff, but mm. nothing like this. She is a slumming it in this. So it, it is, that stuff just kind of blew my mind yeah. quite a lot. I, I, so I I'm going to go for a to, nine as well. Yeah, awesome. Mm. I'd, love, I'd love to know why or yeah. how she ended up in this insane mm. madness. So Dave, what have we got next time? Well, on next episode, I'm considering it a sequel. Mm. So it's going to be a sequel to our episode about the murder secret. Do you remember the That was the secret? Hong Kong one, right? No. Oh, no. hang on. The Italian film, The Murder Secret. Oh, yes. Yeah. The one that you hated. <laughs> oh, I didn't hate it. <laughs> you, did, you did. You did. I just finished editing that episode. You hated it. Did I say I hated it? <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. But yeah, so I'm considering it as a sequel to that one because it's a film that's very much connected uh, to that film. So okay. we've already talked about this film a bit, but you haven't seen the Fulci film touch of death which no. r- really excited me that you haven't seen that so this will probably be the least obscure thing we probably ever talk about on this podcast like okay. a Fulci film but yeah next week we're going to do touch of death awesome a l- later day towards the end of his career Fulci film uh but do listen to the murder secret episode before you listen to that one because right. we're gonna have to skip over some details that we cover in the murder secret interesting i'm yeah. pumped yeah, I'm, ex- I'm very excited. And as always, follow us on Twitter on SMSW Podcast. And if you want, you can send us an email at uh, showmesomethingwrong at gmail.com. And yeah, just do a, do a little share. Do a little share. Do a little share. Do a little like. <laughs> Listen to an episode a few more times than you need to, just so it bumps up the like listen count. Ah, sp- if you want. Just put it on loop. Put it on loop. And yeah, we'll see you next time.